Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. Sadly finished at St James's Park early today, Newcastle won, Spurs 2. It was a really exciting game. Um, I thought there was it was probably quite a good one for the neutral for those watching on Sky Sports. Um, it was we were really, really unlucky not to come away with a point. I really thought we played well. I mean, the first half, I mean, we were kind of shell-shocked a bit when they took the lead so early on um, from a corner. Um, Ericsson uh, drifted it across, Davinson Sanchez headed it down, and it was a, a sort of scuffle between Paul Dummett and Jan Vertonghen. And it came off Jan Vertonghen's forehead, it hit the bar, it came down. Dubravka pushed it away, but it had already gone over the line. And to think that that goal went in by the margin of nine millimetres. I mean, just undetectable with the naked eye, but that was, that obviously, we, you can't have any complaints about that. It's a, it's a legitimate goal. Um, and we, it's quite unlucky, really. I mean, Damson Sanchez is pretty good in the air, but my, my main beef defensively with that um, whole passage of play was, the, was actually the shot beforehand where Ericsson sort of, you know, tried to shot his left foot across. I mean, it, it sort of was going wide anyway, Dubravka made sure, but to give a man like Christian Eriksen, who can hit a ball from from range, to give him that much space and free time and not close him down in front of the, in front of the, the, the area, I think is absolutely criminal. Um, whether we were, you know, we just not switched on or just not alive to that threat, but we needed to be alive to that threat because of because Eriksen's prowess with a, with a ball from, from outside the area. We know how dangerous he is. It's no secret. He's been around in the league for, for years now doing that. So I was, as much as I think the, the you know, the, the circumstances in which we conceded corner-wise and that Dubravka was so close to pushing it away were unfortunate, I think the fact that we shouldn't have conceded that corner in the first place because I think we should have been right over the top of that ball before Ericsson struck it to concede the corner. So that's, that's my beef with that. So obviously, like it was, it was a, it was a positive start. Uh, really good atmosphere in, in the ground, and then it kind of went a bit flat a bit. But then you know Newcastle, uh, as as is natural with um, once a goal scored, the scoring team usually sort of just even subconsciously will sort of sit back, and uh, we we try to progress a bit. And you know Richie found himself on on the on the right wing as he was, and. Does what Richie does every time. He doesn't beat a man and go down on his right foot. He cut he cuts in on his left. Um, and Ben Davies couldn't stop this. And he flighted an absolutely excellent ball. Got to say, absolutely superb assist for for that man Hosselu, who many grumbled at, myself included, when I saw him on the team sheet and not Rondon's name. Um, and he, he managed to slip behind Downson Sanchez and in, bet in between him and Aurier and just glance ahead right across into the, into, the, into the bottom corner. Hugo Lloris, world winner, World Cup winner, Hugo Lloris had absolutely no chance. Uh, glanced it across and it, after 11 minutes, three minutes after they score, it's 1-0. And, 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 the, and the Geordie fan base go absolutely crackers and... Um, we, we, at that point, we probably didn't deserve it because uh, we hadn't seen much of the ball. We hadn't seen much. We hadn't had the ball much in the final third at all. But then, of course, <clears throat> a few minutes later, Tottenham, with their with their ability and quality, I mean, they 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 fielded a side that 
was littered with players in the World Cup and players who probably haven't been at training for longer than a week. You know, I'm pretty sure the likes of like Larice and Kane and uh, Trippier didn't play today, but 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 Kane did. Ali, you know, littered with players that that, that Vertonghen, you know, he played uh, right until the end as well. So <clears throat> players that have played most of the World Cup. And managed to come in and, and, and show the energy levels that they did. Look, they, they have so much quality, and I was just, I, I always sort of half fancied us against a side that might be fatigued, that probably isn't, hasn't had a proper pre season, which a lot of them haven't. Um, but I think Ericsson was, was again at the heart of it, trying to push forward. Ball was cleared out to Aurier, who had nobody around him, and I, again, it was a you could argue Kennedy, that was Kennedy's man, but I think the way it rebounded out was a bit fortunate for them. But I've got to say, the delivery, the delivery by Aurier, um, a beautifully curled ball at the back post. You can't really legislate for that kind of quality. It was absolutely superb. It really, really was. I have to give him uh, full credit. And we were just not ready for that. Um, I don't think there's much the keeper could do I think just simply because of the delivery of the cross, but it's Yedlin at the back post, which a couple of times last year he did get caught out with. And Deli Ali just sort of, you know, rose at the back and um, and, and headed it across into the into the side net. And so it was 2-1 and it was a sucker punch really because we, 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 we'd, after that early scare, we seemed to have got ourselves settled after the Hosselu goal and we, you know, for that kind of seven minutes you think right if we just kind of calm down and then we can kind of grow into the game because I don't think at that point we'd really we'd really grow into the game at all and Spurs have been very very dominant and seemed a lot more comfortable they really sort of came out at us from the off and but having said that you know we We pushed, we pushed hard, and we had a few more chances, and a few more corners came in, and uh, you know there's a lot of head tennis today. <laughs> there really was a lot of aerial duels, and, and Hosselu, um, Hosselu and Clark, in fact, are the won the most aerial duels today. Um, two players who I rolled my eyes at seeing on the team sheet. Hosselu obviously vindicated his, his position by by scoring. Clark was okay. Uh, but I, I'd really like to. I'd really like for Fabian Scher and and Federico Fernandez to get up to speed quickly, so we don't have to be playing Clark, who I believe now is with Lejeune's injury, um, you know, fifth choice really at the at the club. But I, I can understand Rafa choosing those two simply because he can rely on them, because he knows them, because he's had pre-season with them, because he's had a f more than a season with them, and he knows what they're like. He knows that what they'll deliver. I can understand not starting Rondon simply because Rondon's only been at the club five five days, and you know Fabian Scher and Federico Fernandez. Although he has previously worked with Federico Fernandez and Scher played a few preseason games, Fernandez has been at the club for two days. So again, I can understand him not shoving him straight in. But it was just, but you know, apart from that, the lineup I was fairly pleased with, and it was and it pretty much picked itself. It's sort of uh, as you would expect. 
but we, you know, we had a really uh, good chance in the in the first half where um, we had a sort of we had a corner and it came back out and then it was the ball was flashed across the six yard box diagonally and and Perez was sliding in at the back post and he just missed it by a whisker. It was really really unlucky, very very close, and you just think, well, look, Tottenham are traditionally a top top three four side. Yes, we turned them over 5-1 a couple of years ago, but if you consider how we played last year, we got two very early defensive injuries uh, in Lejeune and Dummett. Shelby got sent off after about an hour mark, so that was uh, shortly in the second half. So, I mean, that from that point, it was 0-0, and then we lost 2-0, and it was fairly comfortable for them. But I thought we really, really gave them a game today. That was all about kind of defending for our lives a bit that game a year ago but I thought I thought we 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 really went for it and had we, we had a load of chances and obviously the the second half performance was a marked improvement on the first half like we miles better I mean I was fairly I was fairly pleased with what I'd seen in the first half given the circumstances but you know the, the, the second half performance really led me to think that Right, we we should be getting a draw from this, or we should be winning it because we created that many good chances um, that we that we could have easily put them to bed. So again, another sort of scramble of the box, ball comes out, Shelby. Who can I just say on Shelby? He was absolutely magnificent today. He was fantastic, and I'll and I'll tell you why. In fact, him and Kennedy. Uh, were brilliant and I'm gonna just have a little Kennedy and Shelby appreciation couple of minutes here so so bear with us so in terms of our um, chances creating and attacking third passes Shelby was up there so Shelby was um, sort of joint with Matt Ritchie um, for chances created as our best as our highest um, performers in the chances created category attacking third passes Littered with their Tottenham players, but John Joe Shelby was there for us. Um, 13 out of 21 attempted. So John Joe was kind of running the show today. But not only was it about his attacking play today, so his um, his ball recoveries. John Joe Shelby, 12 out of this is out of everybody. He 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 made more ball recoveries in that game than any of the Newcastle and Spurs um, player. So you can see that he was all over the place and Kennedy himself, in terms of take-ons, so this is, anyone who saw the game today, the dribbles from Kennedy were absolutely superb. And what, what I love about Kennedy is that he will, he will dribble, he will do tricks, he will do Marseille roulettes, he'll do elasticos, he'll, he'll do the lot of back heels, he drop the shoulder, he does all that, but it's always to a purpose, and that's why I really like him. It's it's it, it, it's never style over substance, it's always meaningful and purposeful. When he does a trick, he wants to progress, he wants to beat a man, and, and more often than not today, he absolutely did that. There was a run he did in the first half where I mean he just he was rinsing that team. He was absolutely rinsing that team. He took he took on like five players in one go. And they couldn't get near him, and they just had to foul him. In fact, in the whole of the, the game, 
Kennedy was the most fouled person uh, with five fouls. He was the most fouled, fouled person there. And of his take-ons, he attempted nine take-ons, um, which was the most in the whole game. And he managed, you know, success, successfully six of them. So six out of nine dribbles, he, he, he absolutely smashed. Second was Yoshinori Muto, actually, <laughs> when he came on. So for that, in 10 minutes, um, Yoshinori Muto uh, managed to, managed to uh, complete half of the number of take-ons that Kennedy did in the entire game in the last 10 minutes. So as a, just a quick start there, that's, that's amazing. That kind of shows how useful his pace could be uh, moving forward. As a, it was certainly brilliant as an impact, and hopefully we'll get to see more of him um, and he could be a bit more effective against maybe less opposition and as he settles into the side. But, but in terms of Kennedy's, his dribbling was amazing, but also Kennedy's defensive contribution should not go uh, unmentioned either. So like the ball recoveries, he was the, he, got, he had nine, which is the second highest, joint second highest in the whole game. So his, his was tracking back his interceptions, most interceptions in the whole game, Kennedy, you know. So the, it, it, it's absolutely, it, it fascinates me, Kennedy, um, how somebody like that, with all those tricks and, and flair, can actually put in a defensive shift as well. And him and Shelby showed prowess in both the attacking third and um, doing the defensive duties as well. And that's really telling because they're two players who you'd look, you know, half a year ago, you'd glance at the team sheet and you would, you would not pick those two players out to be two of our most um, highest performing defensive players in a game like this. And I think for Shelby in particular, it shows it shows how far he's come in 12 months. You know, the petulant stamp on Ali. It was a step, wasn't it? It was a little step on his finger. But as much as John Joe Shelby committed the most fouls today than, than anybody, he didn't get booted. But he, he, he stuck in. And, and actually what I really loved, if you, if you saw when they had possession in the second half, he was, he was going beyond uh, the likes of Rondon and, and Hosolu and, and Ayose and chasing down the last man, chasing down the goalkeeper. John Joe Shelby put an absolute shift in today. I was, I was so impressed with his all-round play and him and Kennedy. I think, for me, Kennedy's class up was just a class apart today. He really, really was, and for, for, for that and for his... His defensive contribution, as well as his, 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 his dribbles in the, you know, trying to progress on the counter attack, I'll I'll give him a man of the match to Kennedy. But John Joe Shelby was a very, very, very close second, and I think I'm really delighted for their start, um, because I think there's a there's a lot more to come from the pair of them, and that's just really encouraging. It, 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 it's it's fantastic. They've not been sluggish getting out the traps today. So yeah, that really pleased with that, and 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 Hossley as well. Delighted that he's got a he's got one and one. It's all about confidence with strikers. I don't expect him to play once Rondon gets up to speed and Muto gets up to speed, but it's good to know that we have a player who can score against a team that is notable for their very very stubborn defence. So that's positive as well. So <clears throat> anyway, back to what I was going on about. Shelby heads a long range ball that's that's come out of him from the box. And it just lands at Diarmi on the left-hand side of the box. 
and he's sort of really languid. He, he seemed to take an age to bring it down, but he sort of took a touch and just smashed it with his wrong foot, his left foot, and it hits the upright and, and, and comes away for a throw in. And it was it was so unlucky. You just think if you obviously he's right footer, but if he was managed to to catch it and 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 just steer it like across the goalkeeper, that's that's that's. That's 2-2, two -two. it's dead easy. Very soon after that, Perez um, is barging through and he's, he took a flick over um, at a, a defender and tries to run through and it, it then sort of gets bubbled around a bit. It comes back to Perez, uh, sorry, it comes down to Hosselu and Hosselu, the outside of his right foot, fantastic spot, the vision. I mean, Aurier kind of, again, these two um, passages of play I'm, I'm describing, Aurier was, was nowhere, Diarmi wasn't anywhere for, and and Kennedy was in absolutely acres of space. Hosselu pings up like just just glides a ball uh, along the floor towards the oncoming Kennedy, and his first touch is just too heavy. You know, out of all the players in our team, you'd you'd think have like the, the closest control. Kennedy would definitely be, definitely be up there. He took it, it, it. Touch was too heavy, and he tried to take around uh, Loris. He then it, that didn't work, but then he tried to get the ball across and. Everyone, you know, people were waiting, and it just—it just didn't happen. It was really, really unlucky. It was just—it just should have been stopped dead and bang. If he stops that ball dead, I think we—I think we equalise because Kennedy in front of goal with, on his left foot has far more chance than Diarmi on his left foot, which is his wrong foot. So really, really unlucky. But it just showed that we—that we were opening them up. We were—we were exploiting their weaknesses, which I believe was Aria right back. I mean. As you know, in the in the attacking third, very similar to Yedlin, maybe very good going forward, can be exploited um, as a defender, and I think that's what we saw from Aurier in those in those chances. When Rondon came on, I thought he was really smart with his movement. Um, he gave us a good focal point, and <clears throat> he just gives up. He just meant it was, we were a bit more mobile up front, you know. Um, and and Muto as well. When he came on, he, as I mentioned before, he he was busy. You know, he um, he showed some nice touches and he showed some bursts of speed. And I think this high energy that he's going to bring to the side is going to be a weapon either off the bench or from the start. I think. Again, we need these new players to get up to speed. I mean, this is why Rafa Benitez wanted all of his business done before the World Cup. But instead, you know, we he's, we've had about two weeks with them and. Muto hasn't even been able to play pre-season with us, so for him to get ten minutes under his belt and get a few take-ons and, and you know look busy, that, that's it for me. I thought Eric Dyer actually was very very lucky to get away with a red card today. It kind of went under the radar a bit, but he he'd got a yellow card from taking out uh, Kennedy, I believe. And then there was a, there was another challenge in the it was another challenge in the second half where he'd already been booked, and I believe it was. A, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't dirty. It wasn't terrible, but it was a, it was a bookable offence. Had he, I think, had he not been booked, that would have, I think, Martin Atkinson would have happily showed him a yellow card for it. So I think Eric Dyer did. Um, I think he was very lucky today to get away with that. But I mean, in terms of the second half, it was all Newcastle really, and and the only the only threat that Spurs showed us in the second half was uh, Ben Davies crossed to, to Mrs Sissoko, old boy. And Debrecca made an absolutely excellent reaction save from that, and was fairly comfortable after that. But <clears throat> that that was pretty much all they offered in the, in the second half. And but it, again, it was just it was our finishing, and we couldn't get 
we couldn't test Hugo Lloris enough and, and I think that was it. I mean ultimately we had 15 attempts today and we had two on target. Tottenham had 15 attempts and put five on target. So and they were just they were just more clinical. So you, you know our final chance uh, fell uh, to Simon Rondon, who you know I I, I really really want to see start against Cardiff. I, I got excited when he came on. He looked he looked like a man who would have the composure in those one on one situations. And the ball came to him just inside the box, and he went to just. Well, he went to just cut it back in, 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 into the far corner across Lloris. But there was a there was a challenge. I, c I couldn't tell you the defender. I can't remember. Um, and it, it just sort of the ball just kind of bubbled up, and it just seemed to hang in. It just seemed to go in slow motion. Just seemed to freeze in the air. Lloris was beaten hands down. He couldn't move. The, the deflection was too much, and it just sort of went over his head. And then it hit the bar, and came out. And then I think it was Downson Sanchez cleared it out. So we had them rattled. I mean, literally rattled the woodwork twice, and we had. I'd say three very very good chances to 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 come back to equalise and possibly even win the game. We had them. Um, they, they thought the atmosphere was was electric. Was really good. And look, it was a narrow it was a narrow defeat in a game that most would agree we deserved to draw. I think Spurs would concede that as well. And it was you know we started the game with pretty much none of our new signings. Um bar well Kennedy and Dubravka obviously in the in the team last year. But none of the, the absolutely new players um started. And I think for us to go toe to toe with a team that are absolutely gonna finish top four, I think is 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 a is a really positive start. We can be disappointed that we didn't put them at, you know we we didn't punish them um, for for letting us in so many times, but it's really encouraging. I think there was we showed quality there, we showed lots of fight. I was really pleased with with with, with the heart that was shown. I thought Lascelles was like brilliant. Dubravka made really important save, and he was just alert. Dubravka, you know, there was a there's a couple of crosses that sort of went high, and he, he had the mindfulness to push it out, and and just try and keep things as safe and reliable as possible. Um, worrying injury to Yedlin right at the end. Um, doesn't look good, possibly on crutches. If he's gone the way of Lejeune, ligament-wise, we could be in trouble. I really don't like Mankio. Jamie Sterry's a player I'd really like to see get a get a game and get a chance in the first team, but I don't know how match ready he is for the Premier League, and that's the that's the that's the truth. So very very worrying to see Yedlin there, now. and Yedlin's very important to how we how we play. Uh, we don't have overlapping fullbacks. He his, his pace is is very important. But then some would argue: was he to blame for the Deli Ali goal? Is he is he defensively deficient? So do we need? Is bringing somebody else in going to make make it safe? I don't know. All I know is what when every time Javier Manquillo has the ball at his feet, I tense up. Like I'm not confident with him on the ball. I think he gets. I don't. I think he's quite lightweight as well. I think Yedlin shows more muscle and athleticism, whereas Mankio, <clears throat> I think, is knocked off the ball a lot easier. I thought, but, but, you know, but, Richie was Richie was decent, but 
I think in the second half he's starting to make a lot of mistakes, giving the ball away, and he's starting to get frustrated. And I think he's starting to get found out a bit from from by the Spurs team, and he got brought off for Atsu, um, and he was really annoyed on the bench, and he was swearing, and like a lot of people saying, "Yeah, I love this passion from Richie." Yeah, yeah, and I was just thinking, "Oh, is it passion or is it just a bit disrespectful?" Like he, like in terms of bringing a winger on. Kennedy wasn't going to come off because Kennedy was playing far, far too. Kennedy's performance absolutely eclipsed Matt Ritchie's despite the assist. Like it just, it just did. His general play was a lot better, defensively and attacking. And I think, you know, like Ritchie sort of giving away little free kicks, but it's sort of in, in our own box. But then when he, when he give Spurs a, a free kick in, in, inside our box, then it suddenly becomes a very strong goal-scoring chance for them because of the delivery they have from the likes of Eriksen and the you know the, the, the height that they've got in, in Kane and Vertonghen and Davinson Sanchez and Ali. Their, their, their ability with it, you know, to head it is, is, is very strong. So I just think he was made a few decisions. And yeah, I'm sure Rafa won't mind him being a bit annoyed. That, but I think it was... Some of the things he was saying, like what well, question about why me? I find that a bit arrogant, and and, and hopefully he'll, he'll channel that anger in a positive way uh, because he did get us an assist. But I think his all round play, Richie, slightly needs to improve. I think Perez was a bit quiet, but he, he showed some really nice touches, and I think he'll probably grow into the season. Um, he's going to have to. I think Muto will will give him competition, rightly so, and I think that'll help. Perez uh, stepped his game up, but actually when he came on, as much as I sort of agreed with Richie going off, it was really dire. I thought Atsu was very, very poor when he came on. He he did not look Premier League quality at all. I know that sounds very, very harsh, but um, I'd quite like in that situation to see to see Jacob Murphy back on the bench and and and, and back in the team because I, I, on on the on and, and and this performance won't bypass Rafa Benitez whatsoever. Atsu today was not good enough and didn't give us the impact. He's very fast as an impact player, but his delivery and his decision making just and he loses the ball very easily. He's our fourth choice and that needs to be uh, cemented in because I, I wasn't impressed. I thought Dummett was good today, um, as well. And 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 Diarmi, who I probably haven't mentioned much, um, got stuck in. And as I said, was unlucky with that chance. So all in all, I don't want to get too disheartened that we've that we've that we've lost our opening game of the season. Look, it's a it's a marked improvement on last year when we ended the game with ten men. We had two defenders injured. Although, <laughs> conversely, that might that might turn out if 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 Yedlin's injury is as bad, then we've essentially got Hardlejean and another defender injured from the start of the season again, which is not good news. But I thought the performance today was encouraging. I was really pleased that we managed to, you know, we had 15 shots against against a Spurs side. You know, we we came away annoyed that we didn't draw the game. So that's that's improvement, and that that shows that shows you know strength and, and unity. And that you know pre-season might not have gone swimmingly all the time. It it obviously did some good. You know, um, I must mention the the Sports Direct protest. That took place this morning at eleven o'clock on Northumberland Street. I was part of the group that organised it. I went along at about ten to eleven, and it was already in full voice. Um, when I went down, there was probably a couple of hundred people there, um, and there was a huge banner, banner with um, Rafa Benitez and Hope, and then another long banner as well. And 
it was very, very, it was a very, very peaceful protest. I mean, not peaceful in that nobody was making any noise because it was, it was, it was canny raucous. But <laughs> at many points, but it was peaceful in that there was no trouble at all. Um, the police were there. They'd been given a heads up. They asked us to step forward away from the entrance of Sports Direct once. Um, the group went in the Sports Direct and offered them a load of chocolate bars, um, reportedly a hundred chocolate bars or so, just to, just to um, I guess, just to reaffirm that the, the protest had nothing to do with the, the Sports Direct staff whatsoever. This is simply at their, at, at their boss, at the owner. And <clears throat> there's a really good crowd there. Um, I think all in all, at any one time, I saw sort of up to about 500 at any one time and probably over a thousand came and went and so I, you know Keith Downey from Sky Sports was down there he interviewed a few people he suggested there might have been 2,000 I mean I couldn't see the depth of the crowd from where I was holding the banner but I was you know fantastic we thought if things that that many and it, it, it's 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 got the idea of the protest which had largely just been circling around social media was to get it out on the streets and get it to and, and, and get you know news of the movement out there and you know job done it was really it was really well observed there was a lot of passionate chanting for you know it was passionate chanting in positives for for Rafa Benitez Newcastle United as a team Kevin Keegan but then there was also um disdain for the likes of Ashley Charney Keith Bushiff and Sports Direct so and rightly so um I think they all deserve criticism especially after that random letter that went out with 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 Lascelles and Benitez's name on it, uh, they definitely didn't um, agree with what was said at all. They're not appeased. They put the name on that letter just for the good of the club. Don't be fooled by that. Terrible. It, that's PR. That's PR from the club because they know that people are annoyed that we made a twenty million pound profit in that window, whereas everybody else spent. Um, that that's that's ludicrous. But. Um, There'll be more activity forthcoming, so I'll let you know about that. But as a as a as a first event for the Magpie Group, that went really well, and I'm really pleased with how it went and the support that we garnered. And people were impassioned, and people want to join in, and people want to engage, and that's the most important thing. It was mentioned, as I said, it was mentioned on Sky Sports News. There was footage from it on Sky Sports News, and it's been mentioned in the Guardian as well. So it's it's been hitting national outlets. I know Tank T's. TV were there as well. I haven't seen any of that footage, but you know, first and foremost, the protest was supposed to help raise the profile of of the movement and and gain some national exposure. And it's been job done. There was no negative publicity to come out of that protest, and there'll be plenty more events coming up in action. So yeah, go and follow at the Magpie Group underscore um, on Twitter. There's a Facebook group as well. Uh, it's the magpiegroup.co.uk. If you want to go on the website, join up for mailing lists uh, there's a newsletter that will be going out that will keep you up to date with all forthcoming activity because we've had lots of requests for people to get on board so we'd love to see you there as well um, we're trying to include everybody and there'll be details of an open meeting coming out very very soon as well so where you'd be able to come along and offer suggestions about about future actions anyway i'm going to leave it there disappointing day but i think there's loads of positives to get out of that defeat there really is we look a much better team and certainly in the attacking in the attacking uh, third we, we just need a, a few more shots on target we, we probably could have forced an equaliser but I, I fully back us to do the business against Cardiff I really really think we're going to be too much for him 
Check out my match report after that. I've been Adam. Please subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. We're on Facebook and Twitter as well. I've been Adam, the Two Network. This has been a Two Network match report. And we'll see you next time. Bye, easy bye. Thank you.